0: Please welcome this evening's moderator, film critic, and host of the public radio show, The Treatment, Elvis Mitchell.
1: Thank you guys for coming out today. But I know you're not here to see me, you're here to see one of my favorite shows from one of my favorite comics or graphic novels, I guess you kids call them, uh, Robert Kirkman's Outcast. It's a terrific show, so let's take a look at this trailer. Seen a lot. Thought I'd seen the worst suffering a man could imagine, but I never seen anything like that before.
2: I felt man made his own heaven and hell on earth. But what happened to you changed everything.
1: So please help me welcome the creator and the cast of OutKast. Um, Robert, let me start with you a question I've actually always wanted to ask you. Oh, please do. What do your titles come from? Because they're so evocative. Uh, Invincible, Outcast, The Walking Dead. How do they come to you? Uh,
3: man, I don't know. Uh, Outcast in particular was a, a, a really difficult one because it, it went through a bunch of different names and uh, they were all terrible. Luckily, I don't remember most of them. Do you remember I, some of them? I'm just curious. Like one of them at one point was, uh, was actually Inside Out, which ended up being a Pixar movie. <laughs> But I was like, you got demons inside you and you want to get them out of you, right? Like, that's a good title, right? Inside Out? No? No? And everyone, no, definitely not. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. And then uh, I think I, I started with Cast Out. I was like, what about Cast Out? And then it was actually uh, David Alpert, who's an executive producer on the show, who was like, uh, you know what's better than Cast Out is an Outcast. And I was like... Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's I, I would have gotten there on my own, I swear. But uh, but yeah, so so that happens. But I don't know. On all the other stuff, I mean, my titles, I, I just uh, you know, it needs to be simple. It needs to be you know memorable. It needs to be like very direct. Like I try to get it to one word if I can. Walking Dead didn't work out. I think it's really held that project <laughs> back. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Just try to try to make it as simple as possible.
1: Well, let me start with the cast. I'll start with you, Reg. Uh, what do you think of your character when you saw the? your first script.
2: Uh, the, uh, I was thoroughly pleased. Robert had called me before uh, you know, we started. And he said, OK, there's only, he's only in one scene in the comic book, so don't go by the comic book. <laughs> uh, I'm going to write something. And he, he came through in, in a big way. So I've been really thrilled. Ren?
4: Um, I was really drawn to Megan's humor um, and the initial script that I read and the dynamic that she has with the character Kyle. That was what I kind of really latched onto immediately.
1: But she loses that pretty fast, though, doesn't she?
4: Um, I think it still comes to the surface. I mean, she has some pretty (laughs) terrible stuff happen to her. But, um, yeah, I, I I still feel like that's there. It's been interesting to see how it's popped up um through the i guess the second part of the first season and into the second season, I would say there 's maybe a little less of it, but yeah she's still she still got it
5: uh well i I play sydney who uh i think th- weren 't you considering that as a title at one point sydney yeah it was, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> your character well, is the main character it's, well uh, thank you i uh, <laughs> <no>, he 's um <laughs> he 's a man of mystery, obviously we don 't know exactly who or what he is. Uh, we think we know, uh, and then we find out we're wrong, uh, or maybe we don't. Or maybe we don't. Uh, but it's it's fun. It's a very fun character to play. I, I I enjoy being evil.
1: Did you like him when you first saw him on the page? Because you go through so many kind of iterations. Yes. In
5: that, in that last episode, even. Right. Uh, did I like him when I read it on the page? Yeah. Well, I I, I did. I did. I I. Um, uh, Came into. I actually auditioned for it, uh, and uh, it said that he wore a hat. And I thought, good enough for me. I like any character that wears a hat.
3: <laughs> You'd be surprised the actors you can get just by giving a character a hat. It's true.
1: Well, Patrick, you, you don't wear a hat, but what did you think of the? <laughs> when you I've first always wanted a hat. It's not too late. I, I think you know somebody. No hat for you. <laughs> um, I uh,
0: I originally got the. Uh, synopsis and everything and um what really drew me in was the the depth of character that were in the two scenes they gave me and they were two very uh different scenes uh, uh they were
3: they were fake scenes what no, right? were don't look yeah. at me i don't remember the no they <laughs> weren't fake scenes one was uh one was this. well oh yeah one I know oh you no. got the the scene with you and Phil in the prison later yes. for you to do but that had changed Phil. didn't you
4: have the no, kitchen it did change, one with megan uh,
3: yeah,
0: ours was the same. Yeah. Yeah. But my original one was like... Oh, and
3: there was a scene with you and Allison yeah. that was written just for the yeah. For the auditions. Yeah.
0: Um, but they were two... One, one scene was very light, but had this sort of uh, underlying tragedy that had happened to Kyle, but it was about um, his his uh, future wife at that point sort of drawing the brightness out of him and, and that sort of thing, lifting him up. And then the other scene was him recounting things that had happened to him in his childhood. Um, and uh, I, I just thought they were two like very uh, contrasting themes throughout those two scenes. I thought it was very interesting. And I thought, well, if they're all written like this...
1: <laughs> and were they? Well, uh, <laughs> Give him a chance. It's earlier. Give him another season. It could all work out for you. (laughs) This show's really going to get good, I swear. That's what we I swear. More practice. Yes. More comedy. It's it's all coming. You're going to be hilarious in the second season. I just sort of think about, because I've been talking about this with you before, that very first scene, the pilot uh, with Joshua, which is just terrifying. How how did you write the pilot? Slowly.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I mean... uh, uh, I don't know. You, know, you always want to start something off with a bang. I mean, I feel like in this uh, crowded entertainment environment, you really want to make sure that people are uh, kind of getting a sense of what they're getting into and and also hopefully hooked from the very first minute. And, uh, you know, I feel like a, a small child, uh, you know, smashing their face, uh, smashing a, a roach on the wall with their face and then eating it and then going downstairs and chewing their finger up. It's going to be somewhat memorable.
1: Uh, oh, that was it for... Oh, okay. So... Okay,
3: okay. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that would be you know that that would be fun. So uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, just you know, trying to trying to push the envelope a little bit, uh, uh, you know, just to uh, come up with something kind of scary that also uh, you know kind of encapsulates you know the kind of story that we're telling. It's uh, you know very familiar, it's a, a you know very normal setting, but very unfamiliar, unreal, strange things happening, and uh, there's a lot about that scene. Where you see the behavior of Joshua and you see you know how he moves and how alien the environment around him is, that starts to indicate already uh, you know a little bit of the status quo and a little bit of the mythology of the story and and how these people are and, and what is going on with them, and so just kind of plug as much stuff into that as possible.
1: Yeah, because one of the things that you do in in your comics, which you brought to the show, which I still find to be kind of unique, is people kids don't often get endangered in comics the children are often like the objects of possible terror uh but you do that a lot
3: yeah well you try to find those things that other people don't do (laughs) and so uh so yeah when i'm watching a show and i'm like well the kid's safe and then they are
1: safe i'm like oh
3: what a missed opportunity (laughs) here i tell you
1: uh so uh so yeah no but i just feel (laughs) like there's something that's something really primal about that i mean the idea of Putting in danger the most innocent and the, the people with futures.
3: Well, I, I mean, that's yeah, that's a thing, and there's there's <laughs> a lot to that. But like, I consume a lot that's of, a thing. yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, but I consume a lot of entertainment, and so I'm constantly, uh, you know, watching things, and and you you learn how stories are told and you learn what's okay and what's not okay in mediums. And you
1: learn like, what do you mean? What's not okay.
3: Well, like, uh, like a certain dramatic show will go here, but it won't go here. And, you know, like, uh, you know, hurting a kid or, you know, killing a main character in some way, but not another way. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just, I watched a lot of stuff and I, and I think that the audience gets to a point where they know when they sit down to watch a television show that, you know, there's a box that people are going to be operating in and there's a line that won't be crossed. Uh, and figuring out ways to cross those lines is what excites me. And uh, I feel like makes for better storytelling. So I'm always trying to, you know, push the envelope and see if there's anything we can do that people aren't going to expect. And, uh, you know, I
1: don't know. Well, that's a great a point to, to sort of follow up on. Man, we'll that have Sydney
3: eating a baby next season. It's going to be great. <laughs> But uh,
1: well, before we spoil any more of the second season, let me ask you, Reg, is that one of the things that you like about the show that in fact it does kind of violate all these conventions of, of what we see?
2: Yes. Uh, in a short answer, yes. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's because of the the three-dimensional characters that we all get to play. And, the, and it's not just about some terrible thing is going to happen to somebody. It's about... I, I, I like to sometimes make the analogy of what's happening to America now. (laughs) (laughs) Why, whatever do you mean? (laughs) We look normal, (laughs) but something's going on. There's something, and that's very much is alive in our show. Whereas we're not trying—I don't think—trying to make a statement about America. But it's happening anyway. It's happening anyway because. uh,
5: i think america is emulating the show that's what <laughs> exactly it's like that yeah
1: oops <laughs> lots of kids killing roaches with their foreheads of course it's happening everywhere now but let me ask you that too Ren, just for all you guys if you like that fact that you kind of don't know what's gonna i mean it really is a show that seems to be out to surprise itself as much as anything else if, if that's one of the things you like about it
4: well i really like not knowing what's coming in general um I feel yes. like I don't like reading ahead. Um, I don't like looking at the comics in advance. I what r- rather <laughs> I look at them after it's fine, it's afterwards. Fine. Yeah. After what I don't like to be influenced by that stuff, but it's it's exciting to kind of see how the whole story unfolds. And I do feel like there are many ways in which our show tries to push the envelope in interesting ways. Um, and and I feel like that's always kind of a huge gift when you're an actor to be able to be given kind of insane challenges and then you know see what you can do to kind of rise and and meet them but i also feel like that stuff in our show is not gratuitous which i really appreciate as well like i i feel like the show is always and the the writing team we're always trying to explore something um that might have shock value but that's not necessarily the reason why it's part of the storyline and I really appreciate that as well, both for Megan's character as well as, I would say, kind of the whole world as a whole. But so. with,
2: just with Megan's character, I mean, which is, the, the, is it the, the, the devil in, that's been around the family or the actual criminal yeah. things that have happened to the yeah. poor woman?
4: Yeah, that, I mean, what can, we, what can we actually talk about, Elvis? Whatever can we talk about want. the whole first season, though? Yeah, no, of course, yeah, that's what we're here for, absolutely. So uh, no we're spoilers. dancing
2: around.
5: Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's tantalize people. Don't spoil bit. too much, but go for
4: yeah. it. <sighs> <sighs> that means I don't know what I can talk about. Well, talk about talk whatever about you want. I can when, talk about nine and ten.
2: Don't talk about when you yeah, lose your know. leg.
4: Oh yeah, right. Yeah, Megan does lose her leg. But
2: that robot leg is so great. I mean, who it <laughs>
4: is? I really enjoy the person with the remote control that just <laughs> operates it off to the side. <laughs> so the fight, the fight scene, scene,
3: scene that Patrick filmed with the leg is actually amazing.
4: Yeah, it pretty it's good. It's like
3: the
0: Captain America and Winter Soldier, but a leg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's the title, in case you want to lose Outcast, yeah. but a leg. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Coming soon to
1: Cinemax. But, comma, a Did you want to talk a little bit? I mean, because she goes through so much, and she's kind of like the the sacrificed innocent. There's kind of this whole battle between her and and her niece.
4: Between her and... And
1: and, and his daughter.
4: Yeah, I mean, so... uh, No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So Megan Megan gets possessed in the ninth episode. Um, What?! (laughs) <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone Isn't that aired right? <laughs> huh? yeah I mean it's been oh, out there know, it's I'm been kidding. out there for a while you can find it on the internet I just didn't know like who was watching this and whether or not we didn't want to spoil that but the thing that was really interesting for me about that particular challenge was A. I don't think that at that point we've really seen somebody kind of at the genesis of that process happening which was fun for me because it was like well what does this mean um, so as far as us doing something I mean I don't Think I've actually ever seen anything like that, and not that I've watched all entertainment that's ever existed in the world, but it was it was fun to actually to investigate what that physicality was like and what that brain space is like. Um, also, the so way that was particularly also interesting. She moves
1: after she's been possessed. I mean. Oh yeah, like- yeah.
4: I had some like crazy. I, I love. I still love the moment when I went up to Chris Black and I was like, Megan is like a cassowary. <laughs> he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like those crazy, enormous birds in Australia. And that's, that's where that came from. Yeah, I know, right? No, that <laughs> actually... makes no sense at all.
1: No, no. I, but I just was, was kind of struck by the fact that that character, we end up losing somebody, sort of. I and mean, somebody we've, we've got this attachment right, to. This right. thing, thing you are talking about, we don't know who's at stake and who can be sacrificed. And that's the fun of it. So that gets to, to you too, Brent. Do you like the fact that the show is just really out to sort of surprise itself?
5: Yeah, I do, I, I, and I like the fact that it surprises me. Um, I, I I don't usually look forward, I, I've done other series, and I don't look that forward to reading scripts, but uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd rather just sort of like, um, well, I wish I could just like sort of absorb it without having to read it, but uh, <laughs> this, this uh, This show, I we could get somebody
3: to read them to you if you want.
5: What could you actually (laughs) make that happen? uh, Make a note. Uh,
2: Hey,
3: Reg, can
5: you start reading
3: the scripts to Brent? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. And can you do all the characters? Yeah, I I'm like Bottom. Ah, yes. Wait, that didn't in Shakespeare. Well, we, we, are, we, are, we are
1: we are downtown, so it's okay. Right. You can say whatever you want down
2: here. Oh.
5: But anyway, That's... my point was really that I I look forward to reading these scripts. They're they're fun to read because they're 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 cliffhangers. I mean, they're like what's going to happen next? I can't even imagine. And and even more importantly, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> bullshit! 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 Yeah, my exactly. Part. <laughs> my part. Exactly. My part. This script is really good this week. Wait, <laughs> is is uh? Is I'm on, on page ten, and
3: <laughs> I'm already
1: on eight pages. This is awesome.
2: Yes.
4: <laughs> Megan has some good stuff this year. Okay. I'll have you know, really you, good stuff. You
1: spoil that too? No, no, no. No,
4: I won't. Let's just say some that interesting. Leg comes yeah,
1: back. <laughs> is there any more Australian fowl we should be looking forward to the next season?
4: No, no. I no changed it up. No, okay. I changed it up to a different species. Yeah, I went a different direction.
1: It's more finch work this year. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's still a bird. <laughs>
1: Just not Australian, but that's okay. It's another continent. But for An you, is it? American things.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I think, Robert, I always do this yes. part in uh, talking about you like you're not here, but you're here. I can I, l- I can leave everything. if you need that me to. That would be helpful.
3: No? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, uh, I, I, you're very good at taking things that we're familiar with, like you're talking about possessions or zombie apocalypse, and shifting it to a different spot perspective so it's things that we're familiar with that send us down one path one direction of expectations and then everything flips um that sort of thing like when you're watching the walking dead and then you're like oh who really is the walking dead <laughs> one of my favorites indeed Who is it and uh we have some very cool uh stuff that that happens in this where it's it's about possession but it's also about these people and their beliefs and Moral systems, belief systems, things like that—that um, that I find uh, very interesting.
1: No, I mean that's what it really is about. I mean, I guess the thing I'll connect, where I'll connect, inter, well, Invincible and Walking Dead, and this is—it's all about these extraordinary things that happen to ordinary people. I mean, so if you make it about character, then it's not just genre pieces and people being sacrificed for a higher body count, is it?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I think uh, when you tell those stories with, you know. Whether it's superheroes or zombies or demons, um, we never really encounter those kind of things in our everyday lives. And so they're uh, alien things to us, and when we consume them in entertainment, they're something that we can't really relate to. And I think that having the characters in those stories be as grounded and real as possible, I think you know, gives you a better access point. So you can kind of see through the characters, like, oh, that's what it would be like to be in a small town that's plagued with demonic possession. Like, these people are terrified the way I would be terrified. And, uh, you know, just trying to keep that stuff as believable as possible, because when it gets down to it, we're dealing with some, you know, fairly fantastical, really kind of weird stuff. And, uh, you know, you want to ground that stuff as much as possible to make it scarier.
1: I think also, too, the thing you do, and especially with Walking Dead and with Outcast, it, these things are visit on families. So it's destroying and really so sort of we see how these family dynamics work.
3: i got to work through those family issues somehow, man, <laughs> you know it all, it all comes out in the
1: writing, spoken like a true southern I boy think,
2: I think what he's doing it's like it's a continuation of something that's ancient in us, and I think human beings really want it from the Greek myths I mean they the, the stories it, it, it encompassed gods and. And 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 these fantastical things, and so in our modern world, what we're doing is that exact same thing, you know. And the X-Men are really like uh, uh, the Argonauts, you know, and we're really a- a fighting with uh, the underworld, you know, the the creatures from the underworld who have escaped. 80s. It's 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 just the continuation of. Human beings sitting around a campfire trying to decide, like, the the immenseness of the sky, you know, have it mean something more than just fear. No,
1: that's interesting, because, I mean, for me, though, it really is this thing you're talking about, which is people sitting around. It's almost like this narrative is building up around them, and and they're figuring out their parts in the narrative. But, But it's also, too, and... Because you're a family man, that everybody's connected to family. Even Brent, your character has a family, and and do you guys like that aspect of family being a part of the show? Yeah, I, I mean my family is is different from their
5: family. Um, yeah, I, I, and I'm, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> it's bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger. Yeah. Good boy. <laughs> uh, but but uh, it 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 does inform the the character, is his his relationship to where he's from and to his responsibility to I mean, his he, family. He loves his family, I mean, well, exactly. whatever, whatever he is, he loves his family. Well, exactly right. And uh, even, even if we don't have a clear picture of who or what that family is, that's where he's coming from. He's coming from his, his respect for where he's from and who he is.
2: But then it's also a lot of different other kinds of social Sydney's It's Sydney's family and Kyle's family. And uh, uh, no spoilers, there's another family. The, the people with kids, the people without kids. You know, and it's how we all... Even you end up getting kids for... for I, <laughs> well, mean, sort of. I mean, sort of.
1: I'm not trying to give too much away. <laughs> but let me ask you this too, Patrick. I mean, is that <laughs> one of the things you like about that? That this, uh, Kyle is a, is a family man, finally, and this, he's trying to sort of keep his family together in his way? Yeah, I
0: mean, uh, one of the the, the nicest things uh, about Kyle that, that I at least appreciate is that um, he, he has this really strong need and desire to be around his family and to be a father to his daughter, to be a husband to his wife. Um, those are things that he really wants in his life. But f- throughout the first season, we see him go through this struggle of whether or not he believes he should be involved in their lives and uh that sort of thing so um that's a pretty difficult internal struggle for him to go through and um provides i think some nice uh like base structure to explore all these different uh choices that he makes that are ultimately about getting back to that to that family and i also i mean i love it because we've at the beginning of the first season, we meet Kyle in a certain headspace and with a certain tone, and then once we start to get to see him around his family, particularly his daughter, we see this side of him that we haven't got to know yet, a side of him that has been basically torn apart before we get to meet him. So it's a, it's a, cool, it's a cool aspect that I'm
1: really enjoying. Ren, let me ask you, because it's it's a cursed family that you guys are in, isn't it?
4: Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say that Megan has that perspective at the beginning. I, I, I think Megan very much has the perspective of, like, we're going to get everything back on track. I mean, that's kind of her mentality in general, which is, like, I can fix this, I can fix that, I can fix you, <laughs> I can fix this over here. It's um, the way things and it's, are
2: supposed to be.
4: Exactly. And I think for Megan also, you know, her family is her anchor. You know, her husband, her daughter, um, the life she's very much created for herself, which is kind of in opposition to a lot of crazy stuff that happened for her in her childhood. Um, and I think I think she's really rooted in that. Um, and what's kind of remarkable, remarkable about the first season is that she experiences all the ways in which that kind of gets twisted and kind of torn because this terrible thing that happened to her when she was younger kind of comes back to haunt her. Um, So that's been really interesting, too, to see how she behaves differently around her family or what she chooses not to talk about or to hide. But I also think that it's kind of lovely that for Megan, Kyle is always the person she can't hide from and is always kind of like the person that's there. You know, it's like for each of them, they're kind of each other's rock. Um, because that was forged when they were young. Um, but
1: they can also see too what they what they both went through as kids. I mean this is yeah this kind of thing. This, yeah, this I think they, they
4: both have like a very honest understanding of what those things are um, or were and there's not a lot of I don't think there's much judgment. there's just a lot of compassion and love between the two of them. Um, but I, I think family, family. I think to each character on the show is very important. It's true for the Rev. It's true for Giles. It's true for Megan, Sydney, Kyle. I mean, everybody. I think on the show, I think that's really true. And then I also think something else that I don't know. I I feel like each character goes through a bit of an identity crisis in the first season as well, which I think is really interesting. Everybody, everybody's you know perception of themselves. I feel like it shifts in multiple ways megan especially but i would say that's true for each each character
1: yeah i guess uh, uh, we're going to throw out to the audience now if you guys have questions raise your hand and the mic will come to you but i was going to ask as we're going to, go ahead you can go to the question right now right here
4: hi um so with the walking dead and outcast there have been the comics before the tv show and i'm just wondering um what makes you or how do you make the decision to say, okay, this happened in the comic, but I want to change this slightly for the TV show. And like, how does that affect everything?
3: wait uh, oh, yeah, there are a lot of different factors that go into that and uh, Chris Black and the writers in the writer's room, uh, you know, do a lot of work towards that, but uh, uh, there's also a big difference in the mediums. There's, uh, uh, you know, motion and sound and a lot of things that you can do in television that don't necessarily work in comics. because
1: yeah, there's a lot of silence in the show. There's a lot of stuff where there's nobody talking.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and, and that kind of thing can make for a very long, very hard-to-get-into comic, but you can have these moments... Uh, Just because to actually have a period of silence in the comic, you have to have like a whole page that's silent, and that eats up uh, you know page count. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I uh, uh, I'll have like an idea for something and I'll like abbreviate it somewhat in the comic, and then I'll call up Chris Black and like, hey, if you end up doing this scene, you know, it can go here, here, and here. I just didn't have room for it, and so there's some things like that that happen. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of things with characters and a lot of different backstories and things that aren't in the comic. Uh, again, because a lot of times we just don't have room. Uh, and so that really, I don't know, I found Outcast to be a lot easier than Walking Dead just because there's so much that I feel is kind of unexplored in the comic that we're able to explore in the show, which I think is a lot of fun. So, uh, so I, would, yeah.
1: I would also bet, too, as you get actors and you see what they can do, you start to sort of expand the stuff for them, like Reg, you were saying to Red. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, if, if we hadn't cast Reg, that'd be a much smaller character. But, uh, but no, I mean, uh, uh, you know, you get him on screen, and it's like, oh, I definitely want to see more of this guy, and, uh, and, that, and, and we're able to have the room to do that, to be able to, uh, you know, expand those stories and, and, and move him in different directions, just because the character in the comic, I just haven't had a lot of room to delve deep into Giles' story. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of empty spaces there to fill.
2: Okay, so first of all, Reg, you're like a legend. Like it's oh, oh he's a, he's not like he is yeah. a legend. <laughs> you're you're did I say like? I'm sorry. You are a legend. Uh, thank the thank work you. that you did on the Wire, uh, House of Cards is incredible.
1: Pootie uh, Tang, don't forget Pootie Tang.
2: all I love you're that deep. movie. I'm dirty <laughs> D, yes, damn it. You're right. That kind of defined my childhood. But uh, mine too. Sorry. <laughs> I, um, a question for you. Do you ever receive any pushback from like the studio, like for things that might have happened in the comics? Uh, for example um, what happens to Rick Grimes's hand or um, like decent well, that actually like what wasn't a, that, to, that wasn't you know. a
3: studio pushback that was something that we decided to do on the show but uh, uh, yeah it actually hasn't it hasn't happened I mean working with our, our studio Fox and the network Cinemax uh, everybody's been really you know on board. I know that when we were developing the show we didn't know exactly which outlet the show would uh, land on and so uh, you
1: didn't so you didn't know if it's going to be on, on cable or, or right
3: I was developing it with Fox but we didn't know what network we'd end up on okay. uh, and we knew we had the international part of it like down, but we didn't have a domestic partner as I think they say and so it was like you know we don't know you know what kind of you know content levels or restrictions we're going to have so you know maybe uh, maybe make Joshua a little, uh, little little older a little older so that first episode instead of being like eight or ten or whatever it ended up being it was like 13 14 uh which is totally less cool less cool but then uh when cinemax came on board they were like oh we really like it but it's uh it's just there it, it needs to be edgier and fox was like just just you know make him make him eight again and and we and we just changed that and they were like oh yeah great great totally yeah this this does it and so that was really nice. It was an instance where the network was like, no, no, you can totally do this. And so uh, it's been great, you know, working with them and, and, and both companies have been uh, just really open to pushing those envelopes and uh, uh, doing the, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff to the point where sometimes I'm like, ooh, too far. I know the first time we screened the, the pilot in front of an audience, uh, Fox had set up this screening for all their international buyers, and I'm sitting next to Patrick, who hadn't watched the show yet. Like, you you know, you were there when we filmed it, but you hadn't actually seen it all together. And, you know, like, I think it's uh, Joshua kicking his mother in the face, and her screaming with the blood in her face, and this guy is cackling at the top of his lungs in this audience. Ah! Ah! <laughs> And I'm like, that's that seems somewhat inappropriate, but uh, uh, like somebody got somebody got like sick and left because yeah, and there was, and, and 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 I'd look around the room and everyone was like, you know, you're you're beating up that kid. I mean, I don't want to spoil the first episode for anybody who hasn't seen it, but this uh, strapping young man here uh, just beats the snot out of like an eight-year-old boy. Uh, which I had never seen on television, and I was like, people won't expect this. Uh, But (laughs) at that screening, I was just watching it, and I was like, oh, someone should have edited us. (laughs) (laughs) But then afterwards, I came to my senses, and I was like, this is great. Hi, guys, thanks for being here tonight. Um, my question is, I think, more we'll for the cast, but Robert, if you can chime in on it, that'd be great. Um, so, once upon a time... I, I choose not to, but go ahead. Then you have the freedom to choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, once upon a time, I, I worked on a film that with with like, demonic possession, and I was wondering, as, as actors, um, were there any times on set while you were shooting that, like, the was just, like, really, really heavy, like, it really brought you to a place that you weren't expecting to? Or did you find yourself, like, taking the work home with you afterwards?
0: Every time we film an exorcism, I get blisters on the back of my throat for like a week afterwards. Is that true? No.
1: But that would be freaky. Well, so you know it now, so now it is true. Thank you very much. Uh,
0: um, you know, it, there's a lot of dark subject matter and the character that I play has, you know, like a dark sort of tone and existence. Um, and I think that, like... The way I looked at look at you know character development and performing and and bringing that stuff to set and then leaving it there uh, is sort of a skill set in itself. I think that uh, you know if you try to get too deep into that stuff and it really becomes a part of you when you don't want it to, uh, you know, it can lead to some unhealthy uh, stuff. But I think uh, you know we
5: have a great group. yeah, we Brent. All <laughs> you know, Daniel Day-Lewis is still Lincoln. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, uh,
3: I can't stop.
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was Kennedy. <laughs>
3: yeah. I don't know. How How did Lincoln talk?
5: Yeah, either very much, <laughs> much like Kennedy. Know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I actually had to do a, a, a scene uh, on the show. I, have you seen episode eight? No,
0: you haven't seen oh, it Oh, episode eight. Do not eight. spoil that.
5: That's so oh, okay. Good. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but... But I, I I had to do some things in that scene that were um, unpleasant. And, um, <laughs> some of them what didn't make poly- it into the cut. Yeah. Some didn't make it to the cut. Really? Thankfully. Exactly. thankfully, exactly. I was stuff that didn't make it into the cut is pretty... I mean, uh, listen, it, it was way worse than what you saw. <laughs> it was yeah, so much worse. So much worse that uh, <laughs> cause some of the crew had to leave. They couldn't watch it. They were like, this is just... But it involved me and... And that's when we were like, that's getting cut. <laughs> yeah. It involved me and a young boy. And, um... Jeez. And, uh... It's, and, not, yeah, that and, work. it's not that yeah. bad, though. Needless to say, I didn't take it home with me. But I... <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I will say this. the the, uh, You know, we're actors. And this was our job. There was a... And I said to this this young boy, look, we're going to do this scene. It's going to be really weird. It's very uncomfortable. But it's our job. Let's just do it. Let's not, it's not going to be, uh, unpleasant at all. We're going to have a good time. And we laughed all day long. His mother was there. Uh, she laughed all day long. <laughs> uh, really? You
1: didn't want to call Child Protective Services when she's laughing at some of this yeah. stuff?
5: Well, she had so read the script
1: before yeah. and brought her.
5: And no, but it, seriously, it, it was not, uh, it, it, there was a distance there between, uh, what we were doing and who we were, you know? And, uh, we were really clear, Whew. this is acting, and we're, you know, we, we have a scene to do. And, and that's
2: what we did. Uh, the hard, it takes a long time. I mean, the exorcisms take a long time. And so, you have to, it's, there's this weird kind of way that you get through the night, because of course everything happens at night, but you have to get <laughs> get through the, you know, night with your sanity intact and so there's a lot of just there's laughing there's going i need to be by myself i'm going to go to my trailer for lunch get away from me just to be like calm down and realize you've got another eight hours to shoot so
4: I think the, the demonic stuff is actually when we laugh the most. Yeah. Or, you <laughs> know, like, I think the emotional stuff is much harder as far as it kind of wearing on you. But I think that the demonic stuff is yeah. so technical, you know, like, they're like, can you place your hand here? No, a little to the left. Okay. You know, the, it's, it's um, to that. Way. Right, yeah. Look yeah. at this X well, on the camera. <laughs> yeah. The right. uh,
0: the initial episode where Joshua, there's this, for people who haven't watched the show, there's this... I've already uh, ruined
4: stuff. Uh, fine.
0: Yeah, there's this uh, effect that uh, there's something special about Kyle Barnes, and these uh, <laughs> these possessed people uh, want to draw whatever essence it is out of him. So it's like this, like soul suck. It's like the 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 death kiss from uh, Harry Potter. You know, it's
3: nothing talking? like the death
2: kiss it's from kind of Harry
0: Potter. <laughs> I would say it's ripped off from the. Uh, <laughs> You mean
3: inspired by? Inspired by. Or that was inspired
2: by you.
3: When Kyle dies in season two, you're going to be like, oh my God, I never saw this coming. (laughs) (laughs) But uh,
0: Gabriel and I had to get our faces like super close and there's no special effects on the day. So we were just sitting there going (gasps) like this close to each other. And we could like barely got through each take. They'd cut and we'd start laughing. It's like he was 10 and I'm emotionally 10. And so. (laughs) Well, with that.
1: Now let's thank these guys for being. Thank, thank you. Thank you.